Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So this is the episode where my uncle tells stories. Hold on, let me back up just one second, because this is the first time I talk about a whole podcast I did that has 120 episodes currently uh, about U.S. history and culture called Americana für euch, and this podcast only exists in German. I kind of gave it my all, and it was kind of a weekly show for a while, and in it I kind of dramatize in a sort of creative writing uh, style where where the protagonist is in the second person, like it's you, the listener kind of does everything. So I put thoughts in your head. I tell you what's happening, kind of like a role playing game. You know, I tell you exactly what's going on, but even what you're thinking and saying, and I'm trying to describe, I'm trying to really get the feeling for one certain event per episode in US history. And then I might, you know, I play some kind of segment music or segue music. And then I explain the background and what I was thinking and, you know, kind of clarify the stuff behind the story. Um, and in 120 episodes, I've gone through a lot. In any case, uh, this, I wanted to give my German listeners, uh, just kind of a glimpse of what an American sounds like, uh, that, you know, a kind of typical American in a way, um, of someone that just like lived in one spot their whole life, not necessarily, but you know, like, uh, most of their life definitely. And, um, is maybe a very had a very different experience than like maybe your average German or average Czech, uh, where I where I lived for decades, like in northern Idaho. So and I I kind of wish I would have you know had a microphone and recording equipment earlier and could have gotten stories from from my grandparents and that sort of thing. But at least I, I kind of recognize that uh, in time to like I've had my dad and my mom and my brother and I. I think my my sister said something or other on the maybe on the hundredth episode, all in German, and but my uncle Junior doesn't speak German, so uh, we all we all met up in Vegas, and I and I had him tell stories. So this is all in English. This is my only English episode on a normally German podcast, and that I kind of you know just because I've never talked about that podcast before, I I like vividly described things like slavery and you know some of the worst moments in uh america's past like um you know as vivid as i can like some of the plight of native americans and um just you know attacking what it means to be american from all sorts of different angles including like you know dropping the bomb on hiroshima like what you know what colonel tibbetts thought and just uh very many powerful episodes in there that i do hope to be able to kind of translate into english and have on this show at some point, and I'm not going to repeat myself a thousand times, so I'll just be like, hey, here's an Americana for Oich episode translated it into English. That's why I'm saying that all right now. Uh, I apologize for the long intros. In any case, 
without further ado, this is my uncle Junior, who's kind of born and raised in northern Idaho, and to this day lives like next door to where my grandparents lived, and you know they live next door to uh, where my cousins live. So it's like three generations in one driveway. This is um, yeah stories from. Uh, you know, and he served in Vietnam and, and, you know, kind of now, like now he travels, like he just came back from Ireland a couple months ago, but he was at my wedding in Costa Rica. And so it's just great to kind of just, you know, put a microphone on the table and, and, uh, finally, you know, record some of his storytelling. So yeah, this is that. Welcome to Americana for euch. This podcast is usually in German, but today it's not. Let me just say for those that maybe can't speak English, genau dieses Interview gibt's in der nächsten oder vorherigen Folge als, also mit deutschen Kommentar und Übersetzung. So we kind of met in, uh, you know, had a had a fun weekend in Vegas and uh, I decided to, you know, turn on the microphone and let my uncle talk. Now, I kind of rearranged some of the stories a little bit, so they're not in complete chronological order, but it does kind of go from uh, my grandfather, uh, him talking about my grandfather to to hunting and that kind of thing. But but they're still mixed up a little bit, uh, otherwise they they wouldn't quite make sense. Anyways, this is uh, this is my uncle Ned McCalment Jr. And I asked him about, or he told me about my grandfather in the war in the Philippines, and, and he was in the in World War II, in the Pacific. And and then when he came back from the war and married my my grandmother and then they first bought an army tent and uh, that whole experience of kind of living in northern Idaho and then they they basically stayed put for the rest of their lives so how Hayden and Coeur d'Alene Idaho and even Spokane and that area uh, changed in the last fifty seventy years so this first story is from the early days when when my uncle was very young and of course long before. Chico, back when I was a little kid, they worked at the chicken ranch out oh, yeah. on Hutter, see? Yeah. And uh, uh, they were both working. Dad butchered them and, and Mom cut them up and all that stuff, and then Dad delivered them. I was born in 48, so I was three months old when they moved okay. down. We brought you home in a horse and buggy. Well, just up Ruby Creek, yeah, just the last little bit because of the flood. They had a flood that year up at Bonner's, but I was only three months old. Mom got homesick and Dad said, okay. Let's, yeah, let's so uh, we moved down there and actually actually set up a big army tent. Let me interrupt here and say that some of the comments or questions are directed in uh, uh, having to do with <laughs> episodes that you probably haven't heard in English or didn't exist in English, like uh, Northern Idaho. I mean, uh, you know, my mom's from Northern Idaho, so I talked a lot about, did many episodes about the area from like Lewis and Clark going through and with Sacagawea or um, the Nez Pierce Indians like later separate separately or uh, Hayden, Idaho or Hayden Lake was where the Aryan nations were. Um, so I did an episode on them and, and their connection to, well, them separately, but then I did another episode on, on Waco, for instance, and another one on Oklahoma City, and Oklahoma City uh, described Ruby Ridge, and, and so when my uncle says, yeah, like in a horse and buggy, they were, you know, they're going along Ruby Creek, like that's right next to Ruby Ridge, so there's, there's a lot of good and bad history there, and uh, just to kind of give you a table of contents of, of what's to come, um, if you if you're not a listener to the show, yeah, it's it's. Uh, so I asked him about you know hunting and fishing stories and like Vietnam, but also like you know Aryan nations. 
but in the but in the first days working at a chicken ranch and living in an army tent for a, you know a couple yeah. of years and we lived in a tent That's for a while and dad dad and buck and roy grace's first husband was logging buck had a place up above fernam lake fernam so they were logging that and finally roy was losing all the money gambling anyhow yeah. uh Dad went, they went up to Chicken Ranch. It was just up the road, but, but they had a house there that we lived in. The hired help lived in the house. And so somebody dropped off a dog. So I kept him shorty. I had a misfit dog. And so me and Shorty would go between Grandma's house, which was about as far as we walked here. But Mom would have to walk me across the road. I'd have to cut across the field. Of course, only two cars went by a day. But, you know, you didn't want me in the road at that time. Yes, you know. But me and the dog would go home and make them peanut butter and jam sandwiches and bring them back to work. And Mom would say, which one did the dog eat on, you know, because she didn't want that one. But, but uh, oh, yeah, we had that, that. But one time, Mom and Dad butchered, killed, cut up, and delivered. 850 chickens in yeah. one day, fourth yeah. of, one fourth of July, to the restaurants around town. Uh, yeah, grandma, grandma or someone was telling me something about it. Yeah, they broke a record one. Oh day yeah, yeah, time. yeah. One of my aunts would call later, late years later, and say, "Well, we got a hundred chickens and we'd like to butcher them, but we only want to do twenty at a time or something, you know, because it takes so long." And Dad says, "Wait to do them all, or I ain't coming down." And he'd have them done in about an hour and a half or something, you know. <laughs> Get it done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they could really butcher chickens. But. Now, it's kind of family lore almost that uh, on my on my mom's side that when my grandpa was in the war, he was he dealt blackjack and made enough money to then buy a piece of property and, and have like, well, $4,000, $4, which at that time was a lot of money in the bank. So I wanted to, you know, ask that story and, and have Junior tell that. Well, that oh that was that was in that was during the war. He, okay, so, okay, he, he he played back blackjack over in in the, in the army in the Philippines and stuff. And and, and and yeah, he sent the money home. Okay, yeah. To either Lily or Beulah. Lily. Lily. Okay. Lily, okay. And he bought like like four hundred acres of land. Yeah, when he come back, he had like four hundred acres and four thousand dollars in the bank. Okay. Which at that time, you know, was a lot of money. Cause they only paid like seven thousand five hundred for that place in Hayden. Yeah. But anyhow, we, we they was working at the chicken ranch, and uh, I got him fired on that job because I told I was talking a little kid to go talk to the boss and all that stuff. But oh. so it come hunting season, and Dad always took a week off to go hunting, and the boss said, "Well, you can't. I don't have a replacement." And Dad says. I always go the first week. You know that. I'm going. I'll talk to you when I get back. So, so Dad went out, and that was more important than, yeah. than his job. So when he got back, he went and, and uh, got hired temporary at the sawmill. Right. Yeah. And he said that temporary job lasted him 35 years or something. Yeah. You know? and, uh, but that's how he got to the sawmill. Then we moved back to the tent. Okay. And so then he, he bought a, a unit, a big, big pile uh, he was wanted to get one by twelves to sheet the sheet the tent. Well, the guy says I can sell you the one by fours for a lot cheaper. Dad says, "Don't do it. You make it up for nails." He said, "You know." He said, "We had so many nails, but then they sheeted that, and that, that was a fifty-three. Yeah, okay. And then the fifty-five, they bought the place in Hayden. Okay. Yeah. And moved, and we went because we went over early and planted a garden while the people were moving out and stuff." And so they had that place 
from 55 on. So mom told me a story with the, when you lived in the tent that they had a fish? Uh, yeah, I did. And it would freeze every night. Wow. The fire oh, yeah. would go out, it would freeze, the, the, the jar would freeze. But the old stoves had the warming thing on, yeah. set it up there and it would thaw out and it would come back. <laughs> but in the summer, that green tent, they get so hot, yeah. it, it couldn't stand the heat, that but it could it. stand the cold. Since you accidentally freeze. cooked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freeze it every night. Like, oh, he'll be fine. Yeah, he would. He would come back. But yeah, oh, a lot of things that. Yeah, when we had the tent, it just had the one bedroom in the back, and they had, of course, the big bed. Well, I had a cot, like a fold-up army cot. And in the fall, they would buy fruit to can. Yeah. And they always stuck the boxes under my bed. I remember laying there with that smell of fruit all the time, and I, oh man, feed me, you know, but. Oh yeah, a lot of experiences, you know, so many things that's that's antique now. See when yeah. when we bought the place it had two cows. Okay, well, it had a separator on the back porch that you brought the milk in and separated right. the cream yeah. cream from the milk and then some you made butter, some you yeah. sold to the creamery in town. Right. It's it's much different than now. Get kids think milk come out of a plastic jug. Now they don't The next story is one I've heard my grandpa tell many, many times, kind of a different version of it or from a different perspective. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is also the one that he started with on the interview is the first one he told. I got the, now here, I got one dad, whenever I would screw up, dad always called me a dumb chap, you know? <laughs> yeah. And as far back as I can remember. And so when, uh, we moved in alongside of him one day. He got up and walked across to turn the TV back when you had to turn the TV. Yeah. And he stepped on a bee. Oh, yeah. And went back and sat down and he said, Oh, that hurt. There was something, it was a bee in my foot. And then he started fading out and he told mom, You better call Junior because something's wrong. So he called me and Diane, the wife, had a, a bee kit. Yep. So I grabbed that and headed out the door, and of course everybody's crying because something's going on. They know. Anyhow, I got over there, and I'm trying to read the directions, decide what to do, and it says give the shot between the the wound and the okay. and the heart. See. Yeah. So, like, yeah. so I asked mom which foot, and she I don't know. So I rolled his pant leg up, gave him a shot, and it brought him back enough to say it's the wrong leg, you dummy. And <laughs> I said, okay. So I talked to him a little bit, and he would, and then, then the paramedic showed up. Yeah. They hauled him into the hospital, and by then he had come out of it, you know. Yeah. And he said, okay, can I go home? And they, yeah, might as well, but your your son really saved your life, see. So he come over later, and he says, they tell me you saved my life. He says, so I'm not going to call you a dumb shit no more. And I said, I really appreciate that. And it was nice for about a month, and then he forgot. <laughs> I messed up, and he, you dumb chip. <laughs> yeah. But that's about all it was worth was 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My grandfather and grandmother and mom would all go up to Alaska each summer, and they ha- I've heard stories from, you know, they, if you go in the summer, then the sun doesn't set either at all or not till like 2 in the morning or midnight or whatever, and... Uh, so I asked him about that and, and one way is to take the motor home up and another way was to, you know, take a boat up or something. But, um, anyways, yeah. The, yeah, she did. Okay. The only time I went is dad and I flew up one time to oh, okay. Roger had a place at Cordoba, but she went a couple of times at least. Home. Yeah. 
once they drove over and took the ferry up and then drove back and then I don't know I know with Russell and and them they they drove up because they wanted to take their whatever he had fifth wheel motorhome something like, oh, Uncle had, Uncle George or something yeah, there at... Uh, yeah, he got a boat and they went out on the lake. Well, you know Dad, he always fished until dark. <laughs> yeah, it don't get dark. <laughs> so about 2 o'clock in the morning, Mom's on the shore. You stupid idiot, come in here and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be back in three months. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that they... Dad told me that when you guys, did you go to Homer and out on the spit? No. Okay, on that trip they went out and parked on that spit there at Homer, you know, where, mm -hmm. and they was laying up in the upper bunk, looked out the window, and of course the tide's coming in. Oh, yeah. And, and Mom's laying there watching the tide come in and watching the tide come in, and Dad says, you might as well go to sleep. It's been doing that for thousands of years. It's going to go back in a little bit. But she wouldn't till it started back out. Watch the tide come in and out? Yes. Well, not taking a chance. It might not stop, you know. Right. <laughs> Just keep coming. And and then I know he said you might have been there when it didn't get dark, like you say, till midnight or 2 o'clock in the morning. But anyhow, during the day it was hot. But they went to bed about 10 o'clock or so anyhow. And he said 11 o'clock, the kids all come out to play football. Yeah. So they had to get up and watch the football game. <laughs> but <laughs> I know when, when we I, I went with him to uh, Cordova, and Roger, my cousin, had a, a house or cabin out on this island. We drove around the backside to yeah. make something that island. Anyhow, uh, they give us the bedroom, and it had big curtains on the window, and you had to go out to the outhouse. So Dad got up in the middle of the night, grabbed the flashlight, and went out the outhouse, and he'd come back and come in, and he fielding around. I said, what's the matter? He said, I forgot the flashlight. I said, well, how did you get back? He said, well, it's daylight outside. He said, I said, well, let's go fishing. So, <laughs> like two o'clock in the morning, you know. Yeah. But if it's daylight, but there we had to wait for the tides to get in and out of yeah. of where we were staying in there. But but yeah, we're always getting into trouble for something if it's daylight. The next things I asked him about were kind of a, um, just around how much things have changed in his lifetime. In the early seventies, yeah, when I was still in town, yeah, yeah the government. Do you remember before the highway? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, she would have graduated. Well, it was no, about that time, about short, shortly before the. Fifth grade, yeah, yeah. yeah gov government Way, which is just down below, used to, be, and and that and they originally was was Government Way, because the the government put it in to get to Farragut Park, where our Farragut yeah. Naval Farragut Naval Base, I guess, is yeah. what it was then. But it was yeah, more, yeah, more of an access route. It's just, yes. Everything must have seen some well, the train, away. the trains and stuff all went to Spokane because yeah. it was a hub. Yeah, so you guys are, are, are and, off the beaten track. Yeah, and originally the electric train went from Spokane okay. right out on the docks okay. at at Cord Lane, and then you linked up with the uh, yeah. uh, paddle wheelers yep. and take you across the lake okay. yep. to Harrison or even up the St. Joe River. See? Yeah. So years ago, so oh yeah, it it's changed. That's a totally different way of traveling. Oh yes, yes. Back then was a lot. It's like what a half hour car drive or something. Yeah, and now. Just to switch gears for a second, because we'll kind of we'll come back to that Hayden and everything, but um, there's also Aryan Nations, which were at one point categorized as a terrorist group, and I did an episode in German about the Aryan Nations. They were the biggest neo-Nazi group in 
in the United States, period. And um, I think uh, the Oatmeal did a, did a comic on him because he went to school. He's also from Hayden. But my, my mom remembers them kind of when, when she was younger. And, uh, I mean, I sat right, right next to the founder or the, their leader uh, at the coffee place where, we, where we'd always eat. And this is one such story where no one really liked him. My family definitely didn't, <laughs> didn't like the Aryan Nations. They were just kind of troublesome. There was a lot of guns and everything. Um, they had a whole compound. It was a huge compound right off to, you know, just a, a mile out of town or something. And, uh, you know, they, they, their kids went to school. It was kind of a cult. They were kind of a religious church as well. You know, if you if you read about like Ruby Ridge and, you know, they, they kind of hung out with those neo-Nazis and all that stuff. So, it was, yeah, it was a, there's a, some, some weirdness happening in northern Idaho. Um, but, uh, yeah, my, my grandpa would have none of it. Just like most folks in town wouldn't. Oh, Butler, the the head of the Aryan Nations, he used to come in, and they they didn't like him very well. And one day he said something, and oh. and the waitress poured coffee on him or something. Yeah, and uh, he started to stand up and say, "Oh, you're gonna," and then uh, the way I heard it, with Dad stood up, and then every other male in that restaurant stood up and said, "You're gonna leave now." Yeah. yeah. And he just looked around and said, "Oh, I guess I'm gonna leave now." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I talked I talk about it on the show, and, and they got raided. Everybody basically celebrated, and they'd have their parade once a year or something, and everyone would come out and boo them. Or... No one would show up, yeah. Yeah, no yeah. yeah, it didn't go over real well there, but not like they thought it would. We kind of talked about the audio's hard to understand here and there, but uh, I just, because I just, I, I remembered, I was off mic, but I remember when, when I was a kid and my mom brought to my attention that there just weren't that many, there weren't any Latinos or Hispanics or anything uh, in Hayden Lake. And that's all kind of changed now. Um, part of it is that so many people have come in. It's not about race. It's just so many Californians have come in and Californians are in every color. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's, you know, property still cheaper in Idaho and it's, it is a really nice place. So that's kind of, I mean, I live in the Bay Area. I understand that, but, but you definitely understand there's a little bit of tension between uh, Idahoans and, Cal and all the Californians coming up, same as Oregon. Um, but at this point, I think 90% of Oregonians are Californians, really, genetically. So, um, But uh, yeah, Californians have kind of changed the demographic in the last 20, 30, 40 years in northern Idaho, for sure. The floating golf course and all that kind of stuff that's yeah. happened. Oh, yes. Well, the, the, what gets me is they come up there and they sell their house down south for three or four hundred thousand. They buy one comparable up there for less than two. Yeah. And then they they go to school and beat you. Then, then they want to, well, why don't we have it like this? We had it like this in California. Why don't you have some of these? Or why don't you do this? Why well, if it was so good, why are you up here? You know? Yeah, it does. It because they ruined our, our housing market. You, yeah. We can't afford our own houses anymore because everything is so high. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, why don't you have it like that? Well, why did you leave, you know, yeah. It's just like California. Yeah. Can't afford the rent anymore. Yes, yes. And it's getting that way. I mean, I mean, the houses are unbelievable. There's a lot more boats on the lake and all that stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah, you can't already get on them in the summertime, but. Yeah. Now, at one point, Grandpa tried to raise a couple of pigs, and uh, I don't know how that turned out, but there's also kind of family legend that once there was so much snow in northern Idaho that one of the winters, the snow went all the way up to, up over the uh, fence, and <laughs> the pigs could get, just run out over the fence and run free. If uh, My mom asked Junior if, if he remembers that. 
digs? No, I was I was there the year he lost one, bringing oh, okay. it back from the, okay. went to the sale and bought it. He had the big paper drums. Yeah. Put the pigs in that partway home. One of them tipped it over. Oh. And got out, but there was snow on the ground. So Dad and Buck and they trailed it. Tony was with them. So that who it was? Yeah. Tony, Dad, Dad, and somebody. But anyhow, they trailed it for a couple of days before they oh, had to go to work, you know, yeah. and go back and take pick up the trail the next day before they finally said it ain't worth it. <laughs> give it up. The one, the one that I didn't like was we had a we got up one morning to go up to Lightning Creek to catch the big dollies. The big twenty pound twenty pound char out of the creek. Well, we got, probably was got up right after he got home from work at one thirty. Mm-hmm. Went out to feed the stock, and one of the one of the heifers had got yeah. through the fence and over to the neighbors. And so we went after it. We took the hammer and let the fence down, and and she wouldn't go back in. She wouldn't go back in. The last time she turned, he threw that hammer at her, and I thought, Oh no, we're going to be butchering that calf. Two o'clock, but he missed. Yeah. Thank heaven for that. Because I thought, oh no, now I'm butcher a calf this morning. We're gonna... yeah. And then she whirled and went in finally. But yeah. I thought, oh no, we're going to have to eat that one. But, but yeah, back when we had the farm, I mean, we had cows and chickens. And of course, we had, when they bought the place, the rabbits. I the it, oh yeah, it had two milk cows when they bought it. Okay. Either come with it or paid it, I can't remember. Yeah. But he found out that the milk cows in hunting and fishing didn't. Because you had to milk yeah. them twice a day, yeah. see? Yeah. So he tried to get Uncle DeVere to milk them or somebody. And so one time, nobody, mom mom was milking them one time. Well, this one cow, the old red, every time you'd get about done, she'd pick her foot up and put it in the bucket. So mom tried to stop her. and that's, Anyhow, when we got home, she had a great big hoof-sized bruise on her leg right there. And I think it's about the time we got rid of the cows. But anyhow... <laughs> The cow got her down and had his foot on it, wouldn't move her leg and oh man. Yeah. Yeah, we had cows and chickens and and pigs and switch gears from the uh farming stories and, and domesticated animals to hunting stories. Um, cause I know, cause my juniors read up a lot of, uh, I'd, I'd pick up a book when I was a kid that was about like African big game or something like going on safari and, you know, stories of the 19th century. And when I'd get through on the cover, it'd say junior, you know, whatever, 1980 something. Uh, cause every book I'd read was something that junior bought probably original, originally 20 years ago. Um, but he liked to read about, you know, wildlife, uh, or watch documentaries and read about wildlife a bunch of, you know, all over the world and not just, not just North America, but, um, you know, it's the same. So the same group that was in Las Vegas, we all went to Africa because it was a lifelong dream of my, my mom and, and uncle junior to, you know, see that and like see the wildebeest migration and everything. By the way, you can, you can hear about that adventure on uh, Africa, a history, another podcast on podcastnick.com. The same, my uncle junior, the same, you know, my cousin Niall, same seven people who went to Africa like five years ago. Um, so, so he, yeah. So anyways, we were just kind of talking, um, the, 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 the deer that I, I, in my history of Germany show, for instance, I might have some issues between what's a, what's a deer elk or, or moose. Cause it's not always the same thing. in in German, like, like elch is actually moose. So it gets kind of confusing anyways. Yeah. And elk is vapiri for the curious. 
So we, we yeah, there's a couple of differences. We do, we talk about that. Well, uh, Mongolian stuff actually has elk. Not there, there's elk in Mongolia that look just exactly like ours. Okay. But of course, there's the red deer, like in Germany and stuff, yeah. have the red those, deer and stuff. A little smaller than our. White yeah, well, no, they're the, the red, the, the the stags, the red, the, what they call the the big red deer. They're yeah. okay. they're bigger than deer, but then like you say, okay. the moose. Okay. Yeah. But but our moose is it's called elk over there in That's a lot right. of places. Yeah, yeah. we would explain that. Like, oh, yeah, it's not. Elk, yeah, it's, it's not the same. Yeah, and that's what gets confusing a lot of times yeah. because when the Europeans first come over, yeah. then they name the names they thought or yeah. you know like, that oh, compare. Yeah. yeah, but well, that's uh, an elk, and then they saw a moose, like oh that's an elk. So yeah. What's, what's well, that? what's this one? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. so we said like an elk is kind of like a reindeer, something you know. Yeah. Like different, different. Right, forms of elk, right. That different, yeah. More, a more like a stag, but not as yeah. as deformed or different at the top. And do, do you guys hunt moose too? Is that there's? Yeah, there's yeah. Moose. We're allowed. To, I haven't. I haven't. You have to put in for permit. You only allowed one, one, okay. one bull and one cow in a lifetime. They're even. Oh, okay. Because they're even rarer. They're they're kind of yeah, yeah. But they're getting they're getting more and more all the time. Okay. It, yeah. It's like the elk when they when when dad come back from the service, they're they're in I think at forty six he started, and they had to drive clear down to the Joe to get elk and stuff. See, well now they have elk all over, clear up at Bonners, and they've just progressed up, you know, and and just like turkeys, they've planted turkeys now. Yeah. We never had turkeys and and a lot of things, that so a lot of things. There's more game. Bears of some species. Oh, you guys even have grizzlies and stuff <coughs> up there. A few. A few. It's really rare. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Haven't we had a few cousins? There was, there treed? was. Didn't somebody get treed, Benny? I don't know if it was a bear, but I know the, the Heath boys have been treed by uh, moose a couple of times. But, oh. But yeah, they had one a couple of years ago just on the Idaho-Montana border yeah. up north, a little north of us. That the guys come in from Montana and they were hunting black bear, yeah. but the young kid, there was a young kid, and he crippled a, a grizzly, okay. and then it attacked, I think, his dad. Yeah. And when he went to kill the grizzly, the bullet he got the grizzly, but it killed the dad too. Yeah. So yeah. that was that was a bad. Yeah. But yeah, there are there are there are a few grizzlies around. We around. we run into yeah we we seen one years ago up going into some of the mountain lakes. Yeah. Wolves, they they got rid of years ago, and yeah. then they brought them back. But the trouble is, they brought the big Canadian wolves down, okay. rather oh, than the little yeah. ones that we yeah. had. Then, yeah, right. Somebody fell licking on their face. Oh. Yeah, that was. I was sleeping outside, but I didn't, I never had one touch me that I know. What Somebody. Somebody said they were. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B two B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. 
Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. They, they dreamt about somebody licking them or whatever, and they woke up in the morning, and they were bear tracks right next to them. Like right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, no, we seen a bear the time you were with us down there. But yeah, they all slept in the bus, but I just slept out on the ground, you know. Oh, no, yeah. he, so he, 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 he used to, used to talk about, he used to have bear traps or something. Right, yeah. Of them all, he oh, no. like, I never regretted throwing stuff away, except for I wish I still had one of the little bear traps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was, mom said, oh, I, I want a bear skin rug. I need a bear skin rug. Oh, so yeah. And then dad went out and... That's oh, the only okay. time I never knew that Okay, he, yeah. He, I don't remember, that Dad. Been when, that might have been when you were When I was too. gone, yeah. Because uh, that whole winter, he had, we had a bear skin on the side of the Huh, uh, okay. Car. I don't remember. Yeah, I must have. We go out there and rub salt on it uh, the whole winter. Yeah, yeah I don't remember that at all. But it was downstairs I, in Mom's dad's I, I killed one one day. It was only about this big one time, but <laughs> we, we, we were hunting <laughs> down there, and somebody else shot down below, so we kind of spread up. So we watched for something. Yeah. And I looked down over the huckleberry bushes, and here was his head looking uh-huh. over. And I said, wait a minute, that's a black bear. I got a tag, you know. Oh, okay. yeah. So so I shot it. About about the time I pulled the trigger, it dawned on me. Man, that's small. It's a small one. <laughs> yeah, and it was. But uh, then I got to worried where the mother was, you know. Right. I thought, oh, sure, but sure. I never did hear from her, so... Yeah. But I wished I'd have had that tan, that hide done. It'd been just about the size of the picture, full stretched out. See, it would have been cute on the wall. But, but yeah, the wolves—they got a lot of wolves now. And and uh, I was reading about that. Yeah, the whole area is kind of. That's what we have. Justin get as a wolf tag because it's the cheapest, and he can legally hunt. Yeah. But he just can't shoot a deer and elk. But we can. So. Yeah, but he can go out hunting. Right, he can be in the woods hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, just a hunt license alone is like 150, and the tag's 45 or something. Out of state, right? It's cheaper if it's an in-state. License. Oh yes, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the cow tag for me is like, well, for uh, average yeah. guy, it's like 35 dollars. Yeah. A cow, an elk tag for Justin is like 450, yeah. you know, okay. out of, out of state. But oh. yeah, he's having a lot of fun. He's learning a little bit. I hope we. Uh, uh, he hasn't been with us too much. I know, I know he loves it. Yeah, yeah this year I, I hit one, but I... He was getting, getting more gear. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got the camper now. Of course, he got it from them, and That's now right. he's got the yeah. four, four, four-wheeler, but he got a, a like a racing four-wheeler. And so he... he but him and we had a lot of snow this year, and him and Niall down and making loops and oh, yeah. turnaround oh, down yeah. there. Yeah, so we... It's about what they're good for. Like yeah. a huge, like, open area, and uh, he was like, well, you got the bigger four-wheeler, so you turn around, I'll follow your tracks. And I didn't even mean to, and I drifted the whole thing. I was like, stopped at that, and I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to go back to camp. Let's keep going. <laughs> we, we drifted, and oh, we tore it up down there, though. Uh, yeah. There was Chris, no Chris, you, you know Chris. Yeah. Okay, he he was going to get a four-wheeler because he started hunting last year, too. Okay. And, but... He, I don't know, somebody, he read, he's a teenager, he knows it all, see. So he ended up with a dirt bike. 
true. Well, I, he can do the same, and, and he can put a pack on his back, and he can okay. he, he okay. could do it. See, except we got about a foot of snow. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he was off the road. We went for a drive yeah. out back, yeah. a bunch of us, and they kept sending Niall back to find Chris. The last time he, Niall came back, said, "Well, he fell off the road. He's down over the yeah. edge." Yeah. Luckily, the bike went the other way, but he rolled down the bank yeah. and. So, so he parked the parked the motorbike and he, he that's it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun, but it'd be hard to carry. It'd be a lot harder to carry something. Well, it you can do it on your back. Yeah. Dad, Dad was down on the St. Joe one time and they had a Forest Service trail went yeah. in, but it was kind of sloughed off right when you first dug off. Anyhow, he shot an elk back there, a bull, yeah. and this old guy, the older guy, was with Dad, and yeah. so he had to be in his seventies or something. And Dad says, "Well, we'll just." Skin it out and wait till the boys come in the weekend, me and mm-hmm. buddy of mine, whoever. And uh, well, Art says, well, if we take it out now, can't we just split the meat? And Dad yeah. says, well, yeah, that's fine. He says, it was over the hill, so Dad said, I'll pack it up to the to the ridge here. You take it out on your motorbike. Yeah. So the first trip out, Art got out where that slough off was. Mm-hmm. The women were down there in the pickup waiting, and he rolled down the hill, the elk on the back and the back and the rack, and he got up all bloody and the bandaged him up. So we'll get in the rig and we'll take. He said, "I can't. Ned's waiting with more. I gotta go back." So, so he did. They got it out all right, but it it wasn't easy. He fought for it. Yeah, he earned, yeah. He earned it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, we used to pack a lot of meat on our backs and stuff years ago. That mm-hmm. now we've either got. This year they got two bowls open in the morning. I, I bought a trader with just like Dustin's. I don't yeah. know if you've, and we put both elk on it and was able to go under the gate with it and lay the tailgate down, yeah. drag it under the, the, we got to the gate and uh, pulled it up there, unhooked it of course, and yeah. slid the front end under the gate. And there come the horns and the one kid, the first time, first elk he'd ever got, he had a big six by six. Uh-huh. And, uh, he said, how are we going to get the horns under the gate? I said, well, here, I got a saw. We'll just cut them off. You're not going to cut my horns off for nothing. So we were able to just twist it, up, twist it under it. But, boy, he was going to fight. He was going to fight right now. That's <laughs> so funny. But, uh, yeah, we've either got now. Now we've got either horses or, or four-wheelers, depends on where we're at. But down below in the lower camp, you can't take four-wheelers back in there. Okay. So you have to. So then, yeah. You have to use the horses, and and uh, uh, the first year or two we went down there, they would just cut them in half, poke a hole through the hide, and drape drape it over the saddle, and poke yeah. try to get that hole through the saddle horn. Yeah. And you had to blindfold the horses, you had to hold them, and it took three guys. And okay, so yeah. Dad had had some pack saddles, uh-huh. bags, you know, yeah. that fit the made years ago. So I think Vern had them, but he didn't have horses. We we got them back and took them down. So somebody got an elk up on the little mountain, me or somebody. Anyhow, they said, Dad says, bring the meat sacks this time. So they did. And they said, okay, how do you work these? They threw them on the ground. Dad says, okay, grab the four four quarters, two in this horse and two on that horse, and head for camp. They didn't have to blindfold it or okay, do nothing, yeah, see. And yeah. guys, wow, this is really neat. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you get a half an elk with the blood and the hide, yeah, and the, just freak out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them. It depends on the horse. Yeah, and, sure. Yeah. And, I guess you can train them when they're young. Oh yeah, yeah. Some of them don't mind the blood. Some do, yeah. but we some dad, vegetarian, some dad are. and dad and Vern were up Eagle Creek there on the St. Joe and they killed this cow six and a half miles from the from the river. Yeah, had to go up the trail, and yeah. so 
Harland, uh, Vern, Uncle Vern's brother-in-law, was there with his horse, and he, but he only had the one horse. Dad said, you got lots of rope, you got everything. Oh, yeah, I got everything. So we got up there, and they put two pieces on after two hind legs, two front yeah. legs, but small pieces, yeah. and tied it on. And he said, okay, I'm ready to go. And Dad says, that all you're going to put on the horse? Well, yeah, I don't want to overload, you know. Dad said, okay. So he put a quarter on his back, yeah. and and I was probably bigger than him, but not much. And so all the way down, we tried to, he was so mad, he, he backed that on his back six and a half miles. He said, I'm, but anyway, we got, we, and then we got out to the road and the guy was bragging on his horse and he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Dad told him, he says, is that all your horse can carry? He says, you can't put a big man like, like Vern on your horse because he weighs too much. And he says, he says, your horse probably weighs 1200 pounds. That meets 120 pounds. That's a tenth. You put a tenth of weight on my back. I'll run out of there. Sure. You know. Boy, he was mad. Harlan never, we never had that horse again either down there. I don't think. But. Being overly cautious, yeah. yeah. Can, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, if if it's too much, and they'll stop and they'll yeah. let you know, That's you know. Right. Yeah. But uh, oh yeah, it's, it's a really old horse or something. Yeah. Know, even then, yeah. Well, they used to do that years ago. They had a fox farm yeah. over, over in Post Falls, mm-hmm. where they take the old horses to feed feed the foxes. Yeah. Well, you could go rent them for okay. twenty or thirty dollars for a week to take down yeah. hunting yeah. if. If the horse fell, broke a leg, you had to, you paid so much for the horse, whatever, which wasn't a lot, yeah, but meat. yeah, yeah, and uh, so it wasn't. So they used to do that even years ago, yeah. but when they first started hunting down there, of course they didn't even have good packboards or nothing back them days. So they used a wheelbarrow. Oh, okay, yeah. And I, I one one guy pushing it, and one guy with a rope yeah. on the front, so you have to lift yeah. over logs and things like that. Yeah. Luckily, I missed that part. I was too uh, yeah, too little. <laughs> I remember going in to a mountain lake, one a fish lake down by Weipe and stuff one yeah. time that way with the wheelbarrow in our tent and a bunch of stuff on the wheelbarrow. Oh yeah, some of the, cause I mean that's all dad did, hunting fish. 50 weekends out of the year. One, one weekend was a family reunion, the other weekend was usually something else, somebody's wedding or something. Mm-hmm. But otherwise we went 50 weekends out of the year, you know. Yeah. Go dancing to the now and Oh yeah. Well, that was after. That was the night. When after, the, yeah. yeah, that was the night. Didn't okay, go the next like, morning. Grandma or something told me like, okay, so you got off of work at one thirty in the morning. One, one or one thirty, yeah. And then sleep for a couple hours, or she'd have breakfast ready or something, and then you'd go fishing, and then and oh yeah, and go to bed. And yeah, yeah. Kinda... Yeah. One one time he he was uh, went fishing a couple of times, long weekend or something, and he got back and he hadn't had any sleep for like two or three days, you know, and, but he went to work that night, but he says, every time a break come, you know, they had their break every, t- he says, I didn't go anywhere except turn around and lay down on a wood pile, a pile of lumber yeah. till it was time to go back to work. He says, I, I couldn't see. He said, I just had a circle around me that I could see. Yeah, I too much. Oh man, we put in a lot of hours. Yeah. yeah when, when we, Duck hunting, of course, years ago we duck hunted all around oh, Coeur d'Alene yeah, and Hayden. Well, but everything's yeah. private now, you know, yeah. you, you oh, can't yeah. go anywhere. There's houses everywhere. So That's my true. cousin yeah. down at Boise yeah. uh, has 100 acres there, and he had a duck pond. So oh, we yeah. would drive, drive down there after I would get off work, yeah. 3 o'clock, 3.30 in the afternoon. Then we'd get in the car, drive all night yeah. down to Rogers, yeah. get there in time to go out to the blind. And yeah. <laughs> So, 
Oh yeah, we're still doing stupid things, but we had a uh, an old wooden boat, okay. but but the transom so, kept yeah. falling off the back, yeah, and he, we fiberglassed it two or three. That was so heavy. Okay. But yeah, he started out, of course, used to just rent boats, motor, yeah. boater, and boat, and then he finally got a a uh, I think that ten horse motor, the old the old Johnson that we had yeah. for trolling motor, yeah. and uh, so we had that. So he just had to rent the boat, and then. It had to be, I'm think, I thinking 63 or yeah. something, but I can't. See, the, the new one we got in 93, yeah. but I don't remember the, what year I for sure. remember when that was new, yeah. Yeah. That old one, it had a cabin in it, so we just... Two bunks. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Two yeah. Well, he put a board there in the middle, and so then all three of us would sit yeah. across. I think we only had three in there at the time. Right, there was four, <laughs> the four of us, one, one had to drive the boat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Overnight in the boat, of course, so we could get right on the water first thing. <laughs> <laughs> one, one time, one time we were going to do that, and they were going to tie up the dock there in uh, in Pond, on Ponderé. Yeah. And while I was dating a gal, anyhow, up north, Sandpoint, Bonners, whatever, it had to be yeah before I graduated because I had their because I took their car, and I went up whatever Dayton run coming well coming back. One of the corners that come around here was skunk running across the road. Okay. Well, I straddled him, and I thought, okay, I'm okay. well, he hit the differential. And I splat, of course, all over the bottom of the car, see. Well, we had the old Ramblers. You know, the seat used to fold down. Yeah. So I was going to sleep in the car when I got back and then just go down and go fishing with them. Yeah. Well, when I got there, I couldn't sleep in the car because the skunk smell was so bad on Mom's car. And I had to go down and sleep out on the back part of the boat on the floorboards, you know. Yeah. But I, but at least I could sleep there. I, 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 like Mom says, well, what's wrong with the car? Why aren't you sleeping in the car? I said, you don't want to know. <laughs> you don't want to know. You'll take a big wolf. Take yeah, a boy, did I get in trouble for that one. But now, how do you get skunk off the bottom of a car? You turn it over, you know. <laughs> turn it over. It don't wear off. Don't wear it, it Yeah, about then I hit another one, but then. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, so I think you guys all basically went to the same school, right? Yeah. And that that same school is still going. Um, well, it's going again. But there must yeah. be. Oh, it's there going. There was a pause, oh, okay. but now they've renovated. Yeah. Because they're still going to yeah. See, I went. I went to the eighth. I went to the eighth grade. You went to the sixth grade. And Shaughnessy went to the fifth grade. Shaughnessy and Jennifer. And then yeah, and then he went. He actually went there yeah. for kindergarten, didn't he, or something? Yeah, that's all. Because I was working yeah. for the water company right there, and he'd walk over to my office after school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, 1936 was the school was built. 1936. Yeah. We are the Hawks. Hawks are right. Yeah, yeah. We are the Hawks. <laughs> we are the best. We are the Hawks of HLS. <laughs> Hayden Lake, Lake School. School. Hayden Lake HLS, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Did you have Mrs. Bachman? Yes. Yeah. 11 years apart. She, yeah, probably, yeah. she heard my last name and she went, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and I said, no, no, I'm nothing like my brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, her husband worked at the mill. Uh, oh. Oh, Snooze. We call him Snooze. <laughs> He's always throwing Snooze can lids and stuff. Yes. But oh. Leonard, Leonard was his, Leonard Bachman, but yeah. Yeah, she was, I think, I think fifth grade, but yeah. Oh, I hated that teacher. 
But uh, yeah, yeah, it it's a. Needless to say, I was a straight A student. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just in like school, so was it a uh-huh. K, uh, like K through twelve or something? Well, no, it was. Well, I graduated sixth grade for me and eighth grade. Oh, for okay. So they changed. it kept it kept going down. Yeah, yeah. originally it probably it was probably all twelve. Yeah, well, they bust us into Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. Oh, okay. To, okay. to uh, yeah, everything got more consolidated. Yeah. It like they had one high school in Coeur d'Alene. Well, now they got two high schools in Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. See, and two junior highs and all that yeah. stuff. The so population is as in see back. I remember when Hayden got a thousand people. Yeah. It was a big deal. We weren't in the city limits at that time. Even, yeah. Okay. Even. Okay. And yeah. and now I know I know the sign says at least thirteen thousand, and I'm sure it's more than that. Yeah, because you're definitely uh, in the city. Yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, it feels like you're in Coeur d'Alene now. You well, the airport is is about a mile up there. The yeah. lights used to shine oh, through yeah. the window at night with the beacon, but now there's so many there's, houses, trees, yeah. and oh wow, yeah, that you don't even know it's there. First thing, yeah, Dad went up and there was a, a hole that had been there, but it froze on yeah, top. It was just a thin layer. Yeah, Dad kicked it, so Travis said, I can do that. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> right, there, right to the crotch. Well, I re- uh, you talk about, he, he come by that honest. We went out to Cougar Bay right there, you know. We went out there to go bullheading yeah. at night. It was just dark. Dad's over there building the fire, and Mom sets her down about a year and a half. She just takes off across the lake, and it goes. <laughs> we run out there and grab her, and <laughs> what? She just walked off across the lake. You don't remember that, huh? No. Yeah. I do remember throwing my toys in the fish bucket. Oh yes, like, yes. The fish. I thought that was great fun. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we all, I was gonna say we all played with the fish. Well, yeah, we come back from I think Kukanuska one time with about two hundred or something. Yeah. We were bagging them, and Jennifer's packing them around the house. We thought, oh, no, them are going to smell good. But yeah. we got them all. But <laughs> oh, what's, so who made Pem? Oh, yeah, so that's, that was, a, that's that was poor, an offshoot. Of elk and when the, when the, okay. the emu's prices dropped, of course, Buzzing Gladys Hall had all that emu meat to eat. Yeah. But it's real rich, isn't that why how yeah. they got the idea to mix it with... Deer with oily and stuff, elk. yeah. 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 So they mixed it with pork. So it was pork... Emu and what was the M? Moose, right? Or just kind what? of little, yeah. Little yeah, because people would come to the house and we'd be frying something up. What you got? Oh, Pam. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so much of that that people, you know, they don't like this. They don't like. That's like Karen and Justin don't like deer, and they're pretty sure they don't like elk. Yeah, but Justin doesn't like deer. But well, I think it's Karen mostly. But okay. they've had it at our house several times. But you know. Well, yeah, but make Swiss steak or yeah, make, exactly. you know, you can you can season, season it with so many things that... Uh, I remember the smoked duck. I definitely talked about the smoked duck a lot on the show. Everyone's going to have to t- buy down on a... On a, a shot, there. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, the old lead shot wasn't so bad, but when we went to go to the steel shot, they, they didn't dent when you buy a bit of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we got away with that. She had the daycare when we still had the, eating the ducks, the smoked duck breasts. Yeah. And a guy came in one day, and I was slicing them up for the kids. They was all sitting there at the little table I made, and eating this meat, you know. I remember that table. And the guy come in and says, uh, "What do you got?" And I said, "Oh, just meat here. I'm feeding the kids." And let me try it. So he tried it, and, and he was munching away. He said, "That's pretty good stuff, you know." Yeah. And and he said, "Well, what is it?" And I said, "Well, what do you think it is?" 
And of course, it's deer and elk and yep. bear and moose, you know, and down. Yep. And of course, he knew I had, you know, Africa. So he, well, is it an antelope of some kind or this or that? And I said, no. Well, about then, Jennifer, which was pretty small, about she said it's duck. And he says, no, it's not duck. I don't like duck. And he he says, really, what is it? And I, she, I said, she told you it's duck. He says, really, I don't like duck, but this is good. Oh, so, so a lot of things. It's just how, <laughs> yeah. But, but it's totally different, you know, the Chinese rest, the restaurants. Well, yeah, fire, then your duck, duck, your duck. It's nothing like no. smoked duck. No. Yeah. I had that with mustard. Or, there was something really good we had. Well, it was like with the blueback when we used to catch the blueback in Ponderea. Or your limits was 50. We always, Dad wouldn't leave till we got them, you know. Yeah. And and we'd smoke them and stuff. And he had several offers oh, to sell them. And so like these casinos and stuff, Uncle Steve wanted him. He says, no. He said, if I do that, it takes the fun out of it. You know, it's a business then. You told me that story. Well, yeah, they're going to yeah. do 50 cents or $1.50. A dollar a piece. dollar a piece oh, delivered yeah. on the, you know. Yeah. And, he, and he ran through the math. He said, oh, that'd be this and this and this. And he's like, yeah. but it turned him down. Yeah. Because, yeah. He says, he says I don't want because then it's the job. He says, I do this for fun, you know. Yeah. But I know one day, one day we we got a supply there, and he, he had two or three smokers going, mm-hmm. and everybody brought foods. He smoked twelve hundred fish that day. Wow, twelve hundred blueback, and most of them were that's gone. Whole, between him him and Eddie, I don't know if you remember, you remember Eddie or Doll or not. Eddie might have been gone, and then my cousin Andy Gert's boy was a little older than me, a year ahead of me in school, but him and Dad was having a seeing. By eating all day, they was up in the twenties. They were twenty one or twenty two or something like that. They they had eight of them things. Oh, they were so good. I mean, he just he just soaked them in salt water and smoked them. That a lot of people, a lot of yeah, a lot of people say, well, I I got four hundred dollars in the brand and I got you know which you can you know. Yeah. And uh, Steve Colder did that. He had a brand mix that was. Mm-hmm. They're not in. You know, it's a little sweeter or something, but it's not. They're not any better. But yeah, he would he would he would smoke them, and we got the boat going again and stuff. Okay, I was and ask. yeah, yeah. yep. We we we've been out on Hayden, and we've been out a few places with it. And now and then, yeah. And I took him over paddle fishing was the last time the big one that when he was a three. We went over to catch a paddle. I said, I'll catch a fish bigger than you. He said, Oh no, you can't catch a fish bigger than me. Well, I got an eighty-four pounder. Uh-huh. Paddlefish, and it was a lot bigger than him at that time. But and his eyes yeah, all he could say was, "Oh my God!" <laughs> I was kind of, I was kind of thinking in my head where else he had hunted, like besides Alaska and Idaho and uh, different parts of of the Northwest, like you know, going fishing on the coast and all that. And for some reason, the thought came into my my mind. Because uh, the only ever time, I mean, he went to my wedding in Costa Rica, and they're going to Europe this year, and uh, they've they've tra- they started traveling um, kind of recently. But the only other time he was he was uh, far overseas was in the Vietnam War. So we we did end up kind of switching topics again here. No, I didn't. Uh, I mean, you know, we were kind of stuck on the base. You didn't have the right rifle. Base, base, no. Well, especially. <laughs> One night I was out in the bunker on on guard duty at the perimeter. Yeah. And they called down the line and they said there's a tiger patrolling oh, on the oh. I says turn that machine gun around, you know, just cuz M16 ain't going to stop a tiger, but I, we never did see it, but luckily but monkeys and stuff would come by and trip the okay, trip yeah. the flares and stuff on the cuz we had a lot of oh hell 100 yards of different kinds of wire and yeah. booby traps and all this stuff, you know. 
and uh, so, but if anything, it's that was more like pest control or something. Oh yeah, get the, yeah, get the rats away from the fence, kind of. Yeah. Thing. Well, it's funny they they put up all that stuff to keep the Vietnamese from right. attacking us or slow them down. Well, then they had what the heck did they call them? Ones that have come over to our side, Kit Carson Scouts or something, oh, something no. weird. Yeah, I can't remember. But so they asked him one time, "How was our security?" Yeah, and they said, yeah, "You know, terrible, to. terrible." He said, "Well, what do you mean?" And he said, "Here, I'll show you." So, so they they had these generals or whatever lined up at the fence, and the guy went out. They took him out in a truck yeah. and turned him loose, and and said, "Okay, we're going to turn him loose. Watch for him," you know. And pretty soon the guy's standing there with him, and he says, "How am I doing?" And then they yeah. says, "Well, how, where, how, how, where'd you come from?" You know. Yeah. But yeah, they did. I read a story. They did that in the Philippines also back okay. in the in the Second World War. Yeah. They told them, they took these guys out, and they said, "Okay, you know, turn them loose," and says, uh, "Come in," and they give them chalk, yeah. and he says to Mark, "Whatever that uh, you could have." Captured or whatever, yeah, say. Yeah. And he says, the the orderly guy that was in the office had marks on his shoes. The the cooks that were up all night cooking yeah. like biscuits for the next day, the bottom of the pans had had, had road on them yeah. and stuff. They said, nobody's seen anything, you yeah, know. Yeah, wow, yeah. Could have gotten anywhere. They were, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Professional trained, you know, sappers and stuff, but. Yeah. Yeah, see, they come through. I, I was okay when I was there, but right out, I, I hadn't been home a month when I got a letter that these sappers come through with their explosives in a pack, yeah. and they would pull it and throw them in, and they put eighty some guys in a hospital out of yeah. our group. But when did you get back? You got back seven, years seventy, before. seventy, sixty-nine, okay. and seventy. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even get drafted till March of sixty-eight. So yeah, okay, yeah. Because yeah. then, yeah, so you were there when they knew, like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was. It was scary. But oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. Yeah yeah. He. I wished. I wished he did. Well yeah. See they at that time they had a one year obligation for some reason, so he went in in November of forty one. They hit Pearl Harbor in December of forty one. He said that was the longest year I spent in four years in the. He got out in December of forty five. Okay, I didn't yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. He had some fantastic stories. He he says, uh, of course, he he was a logger, basically, same as he did in yeah. civilian life, logging and yeah. sawmill. And he had they were out timber cruising. Honnold, the one in in Florida, Sean, or Sandy went out and seen him. Georgia Honnold was in Georgia. He was his timber cruiser. So Dad and him, he said they were out one day cruising to come out to this field, and they said, well, the road's over there. So they walked across the field and got over the road. Here's a big sign. Stay out, mind area. He said, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. And they had this dog, a little terrier of some kind, yeah. you know, a little bigger than your guys' mm-hmm. dog. And he said, that dog about got me killed a couple of times. He says, Jeez. one time, he guys says, we got back. And he says, you could hear the dog barking back in the brush. Yeah. Yip, yip. And you could hear the Jap with his sword yeah. whoosh, whoosh, trying to kill this dog. Yeah. See, and he's what are we going to do? And Dad said, well, give me the 45. I'll go get him, whoever was with him or whatever. So, yeah. so Dad says, I snuck back in with my 45. And, and he says, it was a big old monitor lizard. Oh, and that was his tail. Yeah. See? Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he said, boy, he said, I was so relieved. I didn't even shoot the lizard. I just grabbed the dog and left. Just let him go. Yeah. But another time, he said, we got out. And here's the dog barking back in there again. Yeah. And he thought, okay, some Japs got, got the yeah. dog, you know. Yeah. So he's wet. He's okay. I'll give me the gun. I'll you know whatever. 
go back in and, and he says, a monkey. Okay. Monkey had his dog by the back of the neck, see, and holding on to it. And Dad says, so I'd run over, I'd go over there and chew the monkey up the tree, and I'd turn and walk, say, come on, whatever, you know, Joe or whatever. And he said, he'd start, and the monkey'd run back, grab the dog. I think he finally had to shoot the damn monkey. Yeah. He wouldn't leave the dog alone. Oh, well, it, it, it just come by. One of the natives, natives had it or something. It stays with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but he, yeah, he was always doing something. He said, yeah, they, they would take a stick of dynamite or half a stick or something and throw it in the hole in the creek fishing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the dynamite would go off and stun a bunch of them. And they, then they, one guy would stand there with the gun to keep the natives away till you got your sack full of fish. Yeah. And he says, so somebody told him to use grenades. Okay. So he got a case of whatever, 24 or something. Uh-huh. He said, we used that whole case. He says, I seen one fish turn on his side, and then he went and took off. We never got a fish with that whole case. So we went back to the dynamite. <laughs> I didn't know dynamite was that much stronger, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure that was legal. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we, uh, we, uh, we had, speaking of dogs, we, we come home. Queenie, you remember Queenie? Oh, yeah. Okay, we come back from someplace. I don't know why we didn't have the dog. Must have been duck hunting. I don't think we like ducks. Come back in and I had the shotgun. We drove in in the old pickup. And here come the dog running across the yard to, yeah. to meet us with a skunk right behind it. Oh, and Dad says, get out and shoot the skunk. And I said, I ain't going to get out and shoot the skunk. So I got a, he, I don't know, he honked the horn or something. So the skunk turned and run off. Well, the dog turned and run after the skunk. So they went back and forth, back and forth, two or three. Finally, the dog came back without the skunk and said, okay, we go in the house now. <laughs> but, uh, then we, then we got a bird dog, Jimmy, Jimmy, and we're going to train this bird dog ourselves. Only thing is, it says you got to be smarter than a bird dog. Well, that let us out. Yeah, that's it. So anyhow, we were down pheasant hunting down by Whirly and stuff down and the dog uh, went on point and we were out in a stubble field I mean just you know stubble see but there was a little pile of the straw right there in a little draw you know kind of little place dad said okay get ready you know and he went over and he kicked it and nothing happened you know and said okay give me nothing you know come on the dog went pointed pointed at it dad said well there's nothing there so dad jumped on it with both feet and the straw kind of separated, and it raised Dad up, and he said, get the dog, get the dog, get the dog. <laughs> porcupine. Oh, it was a porcupine yeah. in there. Yeah. And that dog pointed at that porcupine. He said, get the dog, get the dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this Jimmy was that way, yeah. He yeah. didn't He didn't like water. Oh. We, we shot some ducks out in one of the ponderay, one of the lakes yeah. or something, say, in, or the river probably. And says, go get it, you know. And he'd wait out until his knees would get wet. Then he'd stand there and whine and whimper. See? Yeah. So Dad oh, called him back and then threw him out there. So he went and got that one okay. But then we, we had this creek, but it was like a drainage ditch. Had the banks yeah. that we was hunting. And so we come up over the bank, and there was a duck, and we dropped it in the water. Yeah. And we said, okay. And same thing. Dog wouldn't go. Finally, Dad kicked it in the water. And it swam out, got the duck, went across to the other side up on the bank. And laid the duck down. Well, he finally got the dog to come back, but he wouldn't bring the duck. So we had to go two miles down to the yeah. bridge, across the bridge, back yeah. to get the duck. We could have raked it in with a stick if we'd have just done yeah. that ourselves. Yeah. 
So then we got a stick with a string on it, tied it to the dog. When yeah, the dog yeah. would go out, we'd turn him around and he'd yeah. come back. But, yeah. but we were never able to train the dog. He was too smart for us. But, but uh, oh yeah, some of the <clears throat> well, everything they they kept uh, increasing increasing the output. You know, they put in yeah. new new this, new head rigs, new trimmers, new edgers, new this and that. Well, then pretty soon. One sawmill could do the work of three, right. you know. So I think I think that's kind of, and a lot of and like ours where that mill was, the property was worth more than the mill was. Probably, yeah, so now it's it's a big uh, shopping, you know, movie theaters, oh, you okay. know, restaurants. Yeah, you wouldn't recognize it at all if you. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, they're all all of them that are in town are pretty well gone. Yeah. Well, Potlatch was on the other end of town. It's a golf course. Town. They used to be, yeah. yeah. Well, but see, Potlatch was on that end of town. Northwest Timber was there. Atlas Tie is where the college is. Uh, Diamond was just down. Yeah, it's gone now. They're just debating about what to do with the land. Yeah, but that must have been the whole industry, you know, 50 years ago. Oh, yeah. Whatever, oh, oh, yeah. 100 years ago. And everything. 100 say, years ago, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then well, there's a lot of history. I mean, it, it's not like the old country, of course, but... Oh, but yeah. but of American history, you know. Yeah. It's actually quite a bit. It, yes, yeah. I mean, if I'm See, like, like that. of course, there's the Cataldo Mission up there. Then up on Ponderé was uh, uh, the Kalispell House with old, oh, okay. uh, uh, what's his name? Gosh, I can't. Anyhow, he, he come out of Canada, actually, and, and, okay. yeah. and settled a fort up there before, like you say, back before the Mountain Men, a lot of them even, yeah. And uh, it was one of the first, it was the first trading in Idaho. So. And then, like the gold rush, you always talk about yeah. California, but Idaho had a lot, and it's yeah. the treasure state. It's it has different minerals and. Oh, yeah, I, I mentioned even the, the the Silver Valley and uh, Montana. Uh, the way the reason the, the the states that shape was because someone went over and they discovered silver on the other side of the river and then and then Montana wanted that. So that's why right. Idaho looks the way Yeah. They, yeah. Like, yeah, so this is it's literally the hole in the map where everywhere else didn't Yeah. 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 Idaho. Yeah. Okay, now you know, it doesn't mean anything either. That was the the senator back east he made it. Whoever, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, re the, I remember reading that, but yeah. Like, yeah. He was in Washington yeah. DC. They right? wanted to get the revenue or some taxes yeah. or something, but yeah. yeah. Nobody could ask. Yeah. They didn't have internet back then. They're so like, it's the land of the brave or something. Yeah. They say it's Idaho. But yeah, it's, it's amazing. A lot of, you know. Really, they said, what should we name this? And somebody said, I don't know. Yeah. And that's how yeah. this guy said, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I said in the show. I was like, what? Like, I don't know. I, Idaho. <laughs> Idaho, you guys. That's, that's, uh, well, that's, that's like Hayden got it named. They were two, they were talking about now name Hayden Lake there. Two guys were playing poker, and the winner okay. was Hayden. His last oh, name okay. was Hayden, yeah. Oh, I know a lot of them, and then, of course, over the years, a lot of them been changed because the post office said, well, you know, you can't do that, or you can't, you know. Yeah. You can't call it dumbass, right, yeah. <laughs> or whatever, you a know. A lot of them were named like Oh, that. yes, yeah. yeah. I grew up in Germany, so uh, that hence the, the show about the U.S. and German. But every summer, I would go visit my grandparents, and you know, my uncle and cousins lived all next door, and I'd go visit all of them. And I might have been born in Oregon, but until I was in high school, my only real glimpse of, of the United States was northern Idaho and fishing with my grandpa and my uncle Junior and and my cousins. And uh, yeah, so I thought, hey, I'd 
you know, I don't know how much they'll understand on this one, but uh, I'll give it to them raw. So that was my Uncle Junior, and we were hanging out in a Hilton suite in, in Las Vegas and had a good time. Uh, my cousin Niall was seven when we went on the, when we all went to Africa, and now he was 12, so it was like five years ago. So, uh, yep, good times. I even won on blackjack. Came back ahead. It's crazy. Für Pete Coleman und Justin Dow, ich bin Travis Dow. Nicht vergessen, uns bei iTunes zu bewerten. Americana für euch. Some of the places we went, the things we did, that some of the things we get into. <laughs> as far as stories, I can I can very seldom remember stories anymore. But. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.